I'm Logan, sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon. And click the, the subscribe button while you're at it. <coughs> There's a link in the description that says click here to leave us a voicemail. <coughs> We've had a couple of voicemails recently. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We'll play it on the show the week after. And, you know, shout out to Rhino. He answered the call uh, to Kyle's uh, challenge he put down last week. Rhino, send us a DM on either Instagram or Twitter at Cold Cans Country, uh, and we will get your information and send you your Country and Cold Cans hat, uh, courtesy of, as you called him on your voicemail and his happy birthday wish, Bad Take Kyle. Um, <laughs> check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com, for black content and merch. All right, boys. We have a continuing saga between BJ Barham and Cody Wolf. I logged on to Twitter the other day. And saw it, and I was just like, "Can't this is perfect?" We'll have to talk about this on on this week's episode. For those that don't remember, Cody Wolf is a interesting dude. If you listen, if you take his word on who he is, he's a uh, very popular country megastar who rides around. He's the limousine riding, uh, jet flying, kiss stealing, Rolex wearing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun, Cody Wolf. Takes pictures on a private jet, has number one hit country songs, and uh, legend in his own mind, right? BJ Barham, of course, of American Aquarium, actual band, actual fans, actual good songs. So <laughs> they got into it on Twitter again. Um, and <laughs> I, I'm going to read you guys a couple of, of the, the tweets. So BJ had posted something uh, and about I, I, it, I can't remember exactly how it started because it was like it went back and forth like for a while. But they got a Cody Wolf commented on his stuff because Cody Wolf is also the guy, if everybody remembers, showed up at an American Aquarium concert outside of the bus and told the people that he was there to see the band. And BJ kind of took a photo with him, kind of looking perplexed. Well, he, Cody Wolf accused BJ Barham of um, paying. To, to have his spot on the ramen, his ramen debut. He was saying that you, you have to buy your ramen debut. And BJ is like, well, that's just not true. And then BJ said they got went back and forth. And Cody Wolf was like, you know, well, you, it's a choice for you guys to support uh, live independent original music or s- someone with the a labels backing. And he was referring to himself as live independent original music and BJ Barham as being the label guy, BJ said uh losing side records guess who owns it guess who operates it he goes it's me and then he says that he'll when he has a big next tour dates he said uh to bj you'll be invited just wait so then bj posts a photo of his uh tour list and said here's our upcoming tour dates for the next few months remind me when your next show isn't uh taking place in somewhere that ends in bar and grill or pizza emporium <laughs> don't worry i'll wait <laughs> <laughs> then um Cody Wolf tried to make it political. Cody Wolf went in there and says that he just uh he goes, most likely he doesn't like because I support Donald J. Trump for president. Too bad the music biz is so political. I'd jump at the chance to blow you off the stage, BJ. And then BJ said, nah, it's mostly he just the lost shitty the song. Argument right there. <laughs> yeah. He goes, nah, it's mostly the shitty. This is what BJ's response to Cody. It's mostly the shitty songs, your voice, the buying followers, the whole fake jet thing. And the burner accounts 
and the number one hit claims, and the lack of shows, and the fact that you don't have a band, the butchering of the national anthem, and I ran out of room in this tweet. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, went for the jugular there, didn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, you got to get back on uh, t- Twitter just to run through these tweet threads. We can't go through all of them here on the show, but if you guys are on Twitter, First, go to at Colcans Country, smash the follow button if you do, uh, do not already follow us. But definitely go to if Cody Wolf hasn't banned you. He banned us once upon a time, but he unbanned us, right? Because a lot of people don't know this. A lot, no, a lot of people don't know this. But we had talked about him. We did not a whole episode. We didn't air it. But then we had talked about him, and he DM'd me a while back, February of 2020. And he, he said, sup. That was what his first message was. I said, hey, man, like I said on the pod, I think you'd be an interesting person to have on the show. Uh, I'll be respectful, so no worries there. Uh, We can record over Zoom, blah, 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 like we, you know, the normal details. He goes, can we do tomorrow, question mark? I said, we have availabilities on Monday and Wednesday of this week around 8 p.m. Eastern or the following week, free all week then. What works best for you? And then he... uh, never responded again and banned us from being able to send direct messages to him. We still can look at his profile, but the guy came on there and he, he tweeted something to the effect of us uh, saying, why don't you just have me on? We can talk about this. I called his bluff. I have the receipts in case he tries to go on Twitter and say that we didn't, but I have the receipts. I can post the screenshots if I need to and offered him a chance to come on the show, make his case for why he's a hit country star and talk about his private jets. Told him we'd be fair and and reasonable. He blocked us from being able to send him messages. Well, that was I mean, February twentieth, twenty twenty two. In fairness, I don't know that I can be fair and reasonable. <laughs> this is too good. This might be too good. To pass up, dude. I, that would have been the funniest interview because I know that uh, Mike from Hippies and Cowboys had done an interview with him once. Like it was, it was really funny. Um, it's on YouTube somewhere if you if you guys want to go look for that. <laughs> but it was really funny. I just think Andy Bassi, I think that playing into his delusions would make for a funny parody. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I might take it too far. <laughs> but Cody Wolf's just a, a interesting guy to me because he blocks people who, you know, remotely call him out. He has a million burner accounts, allegedly. I, I don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty sure that he runs a lot of these accounts because he had, there are lots of weird, like ridiculously attractive females that have in their bios, huge Cody Wolf fan, and they retweet him all the time. <laughs> and then he has, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I just don't think that's real. Slightly <laughs> sus. Yeah, yeah. I like. Suspect activities, as we like to yeah. say. As the kids say, that's cap. Like <laughs> that's that's not uh I don't I just don't buy that. He hmm. posted an article, um, the headline I'll read to you on the thing that anybody can post on called Medium, and it said country star Cody Wolf launches truly unique fan club experience. So I clicked on it. The author was Cody Wolf Pack, and it was talking about what his fan club package was, and it wasn't really a whole bunch of it was a whole bunch of nothing essentially. But we recently as in before the show, have discovered that he has a blog on his website where he has all kinds of weird thoughts about stuff and uh, updates. Andy, 
one that we said we were going to save for, for uh, this show is because what song did you say you had in your mind when I, I was trying to tell you about Cody Wolf's Better Without You? It was Co Wetzel's. Co Wetzel's playing in my you. head. I hear Co singing it. <laughs> so, nevertheless, there was a article penned by Wolf Music on CodyWolfMusic.com saying Cody Wolf better without you versus Co Wetzel better without you. And it was saying Cody Wolf better without you versus Co Wetzel was an ongoing debate between the fans of two popular singers. Mm-hmm. Don't know who the second popular singer is, but one is Co Wetzel. Cody Wolf and Co Wetzel have been making waves in the music industry with their powerful voices and heartfelt lyrics. But which singer is better without you? I don't understand the clever wordplay there, but okay. That was just an attempt at being too cute. The debate has been raging on for some time now on both TikTok and YouTube, with both sides staunchly defending their chosen arts. Question for you two, and question for you, the listener. Please, uh, in the description, there's a link that says, click here to leave us a voicemail. I want, to, I want you to tell me, have you seen any of these debates raging on TikTok and YouTube and social media between the Coetzel fans and the Cody Wolf fans going head-to-head over staunchly defending whose is better? Andy Kyle, have you seen anything like that? No, um, I think the better question is, though, is it are any of the Cody Wolf fans not named Cody Wolf? Well, I mean, their Instagram and Twitter handles don't say Cody Wolf. The what's the IP address say? If that's right. how their internet works. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little, all the... The uh, what? What was the correct correct word, Mister Marketing Guy Logan? All of the uh, traffic is from one address in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, one address must a lot of people must be living there. A lot of people live in that house. <laughs> so after that, it says some argue that Cody Wolf's rich tenor and emotionally charged songs are superior to Co Wetzel's more monotone commercial style. One. I don't know who these some are that are arguing that. No one argues that. Even the Co Wetzel people, even the fans, uh, the music fans out there that don't like Co, are going to side with Co over Cody. Um, but it I'll said say. others claim that Co Wetzel's fresh, trendy sound gives him the edge over Wolf. I didn't even uh, know he had a song called Better Without You till you played it for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it, what's not. interesting? What's interesting about this though is like he's writing this in third person, like it's not Cody Wolf, uh, as the article says, delving into the nuances of both singers' styles, examining the factors that make them unique. Like he's yeah, talking he, about himself. Get a new username, us. Like seriously though, at least have like a pen name. Yeah, I could say Kyle is the most handsome person in the world, and it'd be. Kyle Acre, one, two, three is my username. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Wow, oh, who wrote that kind me. article about me? <laughs> it's like when do you remember a couple years ago and Kevin Durant got called in his own deply, replies with a burner account? Yeah. <laughs> he tweeted he, he was trying to hide it on a burner, but he tweeted it from his real account and everybody was like, Oh, Kevin Durant's got burners. And it's just like uh, <laughs> That's, this is just what I imagine. That's exactly what oh. I imagine too. What did you say, Andy? What did you say? Andy? I'm still reading. I'm still reading this article. Andy, read slow. We'll give him a few minutes. I, it, if I'm reading this correctly, it says that <laughs> DJ Barnum covered this song. Okay, so what's funny about that is 
BJ made a, a parody video with Mike from Hippies and Cowboys that posted on social media. We oh, actually yeah, we played it, it on, on this yeah, one time. Yeah. yeah, where BJ was in there practicing before a show in the green room, and he was singing better with uh, the chorus to Better Without You. But, you know, Cody Wolf being the... <laughs> Kyle, you know how the in the media they like to say, Republicans pounce. Um, yeah, Cody, yeah. Cody Wolf pounces. And he says that he seizes the day, and he he says that BJ Barham is covering him. There's no exception. It tells the story of someone to come in terms of the end of the relationship. Blah blah blah. You know, with a it's an instant classic with lyrics like "Private jetting it down to Jamaica." So glad I didn't take you. It's poetry. The lyrical <laughs> genius. A little bit more on this here article. Look at this. You're right though. It says North Carolina. He said. B.J. Barham banned American Aquarium. Co Wetzel, they give a little bit of background on Co. Now, comparison, here we go. This is what we're looking for. Comparison of Cody Wolf's and Co. Wetzel's music styles. It says, both are talented songwriters. Wrong. But their sound differs greatly. True. When it comes to their respective songs, Better Without You, the differences become even more clear. Exactly. One sucks, the other one's all right. Cody Wolf's sound is described as traditional country fused with pop and rock influences with, I don't know who other than himself describes it as that, but okay. He said he writes songs that come from the heart that are through true to life experiences. Coetzel on the other hand has a unique style that blends elements of traditional country with modern rock influence. There's not a lot of traditional country in Cody's music thus far, but yeah, but although their styles differ. said that, Go ahead. Co has to put puts out pumps out music for the machine every day. The guy that puts out an album at best every two years, right? Cody Wolf's best songs. This should just be blank. I don't know why he wasted so many words on this. Better without you, and don't blame your drunk on me. God knows if you haven't heard that one. That's a classic. Co's best songs. What, what does he list on there? Um, he said better also that's misspelled Wetzel. Yeah. He also has like good die young, drunk driving. It just feels like he went and picked up like two of the top off of the most played on Spotify. Play the hits. Yeah. Oh gosh, here we go. Analysis of Cody Wolf and Co. Wetzel's uh, vocal ability. Hmm. It said Cody has a powerful voice that is capable of higher and lower. Okay, I don't, this is just crazy. Co Wetzel's a country outlaw. <laughs> I wonder if he got like Chat GPT to write this, but I don't think there's <laughs> enough. I don't know if there's enough like writing about Cody, not written by Cody on the internet for it to be, um, to, for it to pull <laughs> this in there. Uh, Co Wetzel, a country bad boy with long hair and a raspy voice. He sounds like he smokes too much, drinks too much, and parties hard in a good way. That's probably true. Yeah, oh, God, I don't Cody know. Wolf and Co Wetzel's popularity compared. Oh, gosh. Is that even really a question? Number seven. Important to consider how their styles and brands have impacted their fan bases. Sound a Cody Wolf. He said so. Cody Wolf is often seen as an edgy rocker with a modern twist, while Co Wetzel has cultivated an image of a gritty country artist. Those kind of seem not accurate. Co Wetzel's more traditional approach. 
In what way that he's actually a real artist? <laughs> Ouch. I mean, look, this is. I feel kind of bad. It's like almost like a cry for help. <laughs> it's a he's going to a lot of effort for oh, a cry for help. We got to the conclusion. Oh, we got. Oh, sorry. I'm doing a conclusion. Who is better without you? The world is better without Cody Wolf's music. <laughs> That's all I need to say. I hate when people like write stuff and they feel like in conclusion, like you don't have to declare it just in the article. Ultimately the choice is yours. Go ahead. Take your, go ahead. Take your pick. Cody Wolf or Co. Wetzel. Co. Wetzel. That was a tough question. And it's a very tough question. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. We, we've talked about this guy before and he said that this song better without you. You know, the thing that really salts me, or no, I know this might sound salty, but the thing that really salts me, another line from the song, but it said it took him six years from start to finish to fight, uh, to finally finish that song and release it. This is a long article. Six years. Yeah. He said I wanted to write something. 75 in a year and a half. He said that he wanted to write something that made you feel like, how do you like me now by Toby Keith? I don't get those vibes. But that's just no, me. Either. Not, not quite. Yeah, so what's I, what's funny about him is, you know, he, he has on paper a lot of Twitter followers. He bought them all. Pretty sure. Because he doesn't get a lot of engagement on his tweets. and But he's got like hundreds of thousands of followers. And all the people that interact with them, uh, they seem like fake accounts. But I'm a fair man. Cody, if you end up listening to this, come on the show. Mm -hmm. Give a platform to most anybody. And I'd love to talk to you because you're an interesting, interesting uh, human being. We might not want to say most anybody. There's crazy people out there. (laughs) Well, then they would be denied. <laughs> let's let's narrow that down from most anybody to something a little smaller than that. <laughs> Either way, BJ skull dragged him on Twitter. It was pretty funny. And then uh, Carter, classic rock Carter, he got involved in it and he goes, Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Let me go back and see what he said. Because I want to get this right. Uh, here we go. Class R. R. Carter said, I'll give Cody Wolf one thing. He is persistent. Dumb as all hell, but persistent Ooh. nonetheless. <laughs> now I'm going to wait for the vanity search. And then one of the one of the um, other accounts for Cody Wolf called Cody Wolfpack said vanity search complete. And then Carter uh, left with the <laughs> the Jeff Goldblum gif. Well, there it is. <laughs> oh, God, Carter, that man's got a family. <laughs> oh, me. But yeah, definitely go to Twitter. Check that out. The Cody Wolf and BJ going back and forth because it's, it's just fun. Cody Wolf's, he, he's interesting. I don't want to say anything more disparaging than that. He's interesting. All right, next up, uh, Kyle, you sent it to us the other day. Uh, Zach Bryan has announced a new album coming in August. Um, First, I want to get y'all's thoughts on what do you expect? Because he did say he made this album for himself. He produced it. 
And he does. He said, I don't care if people don't like it. This, these songs are for me. So I'm curious what that means. Well, I believe um, it's heavy on the keys, isn't it? Or at least probably. The, I heard some demos on Instagram, SoundCloud, yeah. like yeah. postings. He posted his private SoundCloud because I couldn't find it on SoundCloud. I tried. Yeah, I'd sent was it like six or eight snippets about a month yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I have no real thoughts. Uh, I think we're in a good spot to hit the over on the 27 and a half from um, Christmas. Yeah. That's why we've uh, we've updated the line to 31 is the over under for this track list. So, Kyle, what do you think? Over under 31 Mm. tracks. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Well, is there a particular reason you're taking the under? 34 was a slog to get through. Um, And then he released, what, 15 more, like two months later last year? Yeah. Uh, I'm just hard-pressed to think he comes out with another 30-plus album. I mean, maybe I just... American Heartbreak was what, 34? 34, I believe. Summertime Blues album EP was nine, right? That was more than that. I think it was like 11 or 12. I don't remember that. I'm gonna look it up because, but there's some singles too, though. Dawn's was yeah. last year, right? Or yeah. was that this year? He's also released a couple. Like, was it fifth of May? Was not released on a project. It was like two singles released together, packaged like A side, B side. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, uh, Summertime Blues is nine. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, because you had fifth of May, the greatest day of my life. So thirty-four and nine is forty-three. 45 you had starved which is 46 burn 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 wasn't on anything was it i think it was on no i don't think that was on a project okay 47 yeah 47 dawns was this year now keep in mind the 31 uh the line is for this particular album not for the year i think we're gonna i think we're gonna take the under i think we come in at 28 Okay. Thirty-one. I'm fairly, is the line, sure, I'm fairly sure I saw him post that he said that he's in his quality over quantity era. But then again, does he mean for an album for the year? Because forty-seven <laughs> is sixteen, which is a large album over thirty-one. He's released one song this year. And it is slightly over halfway. I'm going under, and I am going to go under 25 on the year. I'm thinking, thinking 18 to 22 on the year. So you would have taken the under on the 27 and a half from around Christmas. Yeah, he's only released one song this year, and I think the album is going to be under. I think the album is going to be 16 to 18, maybe another single. But then again, he just went through a breakup. So he may have changed his mind on the quality over quantity thing, or it could just be all quality, which it usually is. This guy's tough to read. Well, I'm disappointed y'all are riding the under because as evidenced by the $0 left in my prize picks account, I love the overs. I'm playing the overs. I'm in the overs club. 
I think it's going to come in right around at 32 to 34 once again. I'm playing the over on this on this particular project. The bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it he plays put, He far. released like 10 snippets on Instagram. I know. That's the one. That's the part that worries me. That's why I'm like, give me the over. But then again, he was 47 last year. For the year, but and, this is just for the project. Keep that in mind. American Heartbreak came out in May. We're already in July, and he's released one song. But that's you're you're missing what I'm saying. I'll say it a third time. We're not talking about out um, out for the year. I'm talking about just this album. The line is 31 over under. Not for the year for for this. But album. I think I think the year plays into it though. Yeah, but I think it does. Yeah, it does. You smoking crack? Not when he's talking about over under on one project. The year don't mean shit. <laughs> Yeah, it does because he's Zach Bryan's not his history's. This is tough. He releases a lot on YouTube. Are we counting YouTube stuff? Yeah. Well, damn, because that, that's for the year. I'm trying. No, we're just counting the album. I think Andy's been he's, smoking crack. He's under 47 on the year, and I don't think it's going to be big. An album larger than American Heart. He did say himself that he's in his quality over quantity era. Sure. And I feel like he's going to cut the album in half. I've said a lot of things and then didn't do it. It's true. You're saying it's he true. ain't a truther? I'm saying we all say a lot of stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying we say a lot of things that we may not mean. Yeah, accurate. Yeah, the part that does worry me is about the snippets. Yeah, there was a lot of if he's if he drops 16 songs, like Andy's thinking, he blew a lot of his load on a SoundCloud Instagram drop. He puts stuff out on YouTube though all the time, too, though. Always has he, he typically puts that stuff out there like as him playing acoustically, not necessarily a fully recorded fleshed out track. Because when he does I that, think it the typically SoundCloud goes streaming service too. Well, the SoundCloud snippets were heavy keys, though, right? Which I don't think I could be what it's going to sound they, like. They weren't uh, finalized, definitely. But the fact of the matter is, he talked about new music coming, and he had ten different videos, roughly. So didn't you send something today, Kyle? That's going to be in August, right? Yeah, so it'll be yeah. in August. Did we already say that? Yeah, at the top of the segment. Well, we need to remind the people. <laughs> And by people, I mean me. (laughs) All right, so we got two unders, one over. All I know is, however many ends up being, I'm excited for it because he probably consistently had the the most quantity that was still quality last year. He can pull it off, so looking forward to that. All right, so we did have a new song last week from Wyatt Flores. this is a guy that Andy and I are pretty hype on. Uh, I definitely am uh, looking forward to this record. There have been some songs that he's put out that have just been absolute bangers. And he's got a new one that's a little bit more subdued than some of the other uh, full band stuff he had done, but this one's called Holes. Well, maybe I'll never leave this place I'll bum one more cigarette about your grace until I find the right words to say I lie walking on 
another day. All right, Andy, what are your thoughts on this one? You sent it to us when it came out on Friday. Yeah, I found it on YouTube. We're like, well, before the, it came out and it, this song, there's something about how like the first line of I'm tired of walking holes in my shoes ties into the entire rest of the song. There is something about the way he does that with this song that just is captivating to me. I don't like that's the simplest way I can put it, I think. Just the way that the first line goes all the way through. It ties all the way through. I think I'm too stupid to understand the song other than the fact he's just really broke. Uh, am I missing broke something? Down, yeah, I mean, broke, yeah. downtrodden. He, his uh, love of his life is gone. Like, there's references where he's like, with dust in my pockets, can't afford a wallet to carry this here picture of you. Go down a little further in the song says, does time really move that fast? I've watched concrete turn into grass, and I used to be a dreamer way before I lost her. Now I just watch my dreams walk on past. That, which is my favorite, like, stanza in the song. I feel like this song is too smart for me. I might enjoy it, but I listened to it a hundred times after Andy had sent it, and I'm just, he's broken sad. Andy, Kyle's not a man of culture like you and me. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, he is broken sad. <laughs> it's beautiful. You know what? Being broken sad kind of sucks, Kyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sir, you're rich and happy. Yeah, ooh. I'm, I'm broken. He's got a two-story house. Right. I'm broken doing all right. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I just... I'm not like knocking it. I just I feel like this song's over my head, and I just was missing what was right in front of me. The whole time I've listened to it, I'm just like, Mm-mm. never really got got my it hooks into me. You can't find the right words to say. Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like this is like reading a PhD thesis in astrophysics. <laughs> Well, I like the song. I like that it's the, it almost feels like the opposite of the last single he put out that was a a lot more upbeat, a lot more kind of fun sound. And this one's like, you know, it's a bummer jam. I love sad songs. They make me happy. Um, As Kyle said, he's broken sad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, it's just that this one is a little bit more subdued with the production too. It still like has one foot in roots music, but it's a little bit more Americana. Uh, Andy, how would you describe it? That that's kind of like his sound. I have a hard time pinpointing down because it's there's country influence, but there's also like rock influence and maybe a little bit of like what people call Americana in there. His voice is fantastic, but like his sound, I have a hard time kind of categorizing. It's like there's definitely blues in it too. I don't know. It's like I said, like when we first talked. It's very unique. His voice is unique. His sound is unique. It's different. Yeah. I don't know what you would. Yeah. I don't it's know. Just, it's good music. I just don't know exactly what to call it necessarily, but it's it's rootsy enough for us to cover it on this show. So. This song, I, I don't know how popular, but like Midnight by the Black Lilies. I know I've told Logan about it. Where it's about the guy that like 
he had a great life and something went wrong with his, like something happened with his life and he ended up homeless and he just never got it back together. This song kind of is similar to that. And I love that song by the Black Lilies. And if you even want to go, that's maybe not as well written and a way more commercial. And I know people are going to roll their eyes when I say this, but old school Luke Bryan back in the day had that song. You don't know Jack. That's actually a solid pop country song by Luke Bryan from back in the day. It has a uh, a story to it. This was, I believe, pre, you know, country girl shake it for me and kick the dust up. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that it's kind of a, you know, similar idea to what you were saying, Andy, like the Black Lilies um, song. But but no, I, I dig this one by White Flores and I, I'm looking forward to when this album drops. Maybe I'll become more intelligent by then. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> we'll, well, we'll make a deal with everybody here. If there's going to be more songs that require that many listens, we'll uh, we'll review it two to three weeks after it comes out. <laughs> so we don't, so we don't have like a three day uh, turnaround period. But oh, no. all right, Andy, give us the justified news. There is it a what would. It's justified as coming back series. on Tuesday. Yeah. Hmm. It's under the same name, isn't it? Yeah, it's a sequel series, though. Is it a sequel? Yeah, it's, yeah, not, a, it's not a reboot. It's so I mean, it's same guy just in a different town, basically. Timothy yeah, Olympian. I think. I, th- I thought you knew. You don't know the. I thought you knew about this. <laughs> I, I was going to let you talk about shit it. about it. <laughs> Okay, it's a sequel series. I if you know very the, the, little about it. The original series was fantastic. We're all big fans of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah same guy, Kyle. Um, but instead of being like, you know, out in rural Kentucky, he's in the city now. And it's like a continuation of the story is what it is. So that's what I was <laughs> getting at for Andy to talk about. But apparently Andy didn't. You should, ask me about the ori- you should ask me about the original. I don't have no. high hopes for it. I'm the original managing, fantastic. Original is fantastic, but I, I'm managing my expectations too, just because I don't want to get disappointed. So is Walton I'm going Goggins in. in it? I don't know. Because Walton Goggins as Boyd Crowder in the original fantastic. is one of the best acting roles ever. Yeah. He killed that. Oh, he's yeah. a fantastic actor. Now, if you see him in um, Sons of Anarchy, it, it's a much oh, different he plays, character. He, he, plays. Play, he plays a drag queen. Yeah. yeah. Or no, the prostitute or whatever, right? Yeah. The yeah. cross-dressing prostitute. Well, even in uh, even in um, Justified, he plays a white supremacist, a hillbilly. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else does he do? Well, he's a criminal mastermind. He's, a, he's uh, got range. That's uh, for sure. Uh, religious. Yeah, re- re- zealot, yeah. Whatever you call that kind of religious thing, and he play Walton Goggins plays it so well; it's incredible. So I'm looking at the new cast, and it looks like Timothy Olyphant is the only returning. Yeah, I don't know that that show would have been the same without Walton Goggins or Arlo Givens. His old his dad, his dad was fantastic. Or. Uh, Nick Searcy. Dewey Crowder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dewey Crowder. That yeah. guy was funny. Yeah, it's kind of sad Nick Searcy's not in it either. 
I think seriously, <clears throat> seriously. My, my theory on that is they're I don't think they want it to be necessarily I and mean, it's going to be regardless, but I don't think they want it to necessarily be a rehash and completely compared to the original. I think they want this the continuation of his character's arc. Whether it's necessary or not, I don't know. If it's good, I'll like it. If it's not, we'll probably complain because that's how things work. But I'm I'm willing to give it an open mind and a fair shake. I'll watch it. I don't have. I mean, I, I'm not gonna act like I'm have a very open mind about it. No. Well, you don't even lie, watch do it then. Don't even watch it then because I hate when people do that. They already make up their mind before they hear or see something. And it doesn't matter if it's the best thing that ever comes out. They've already decided it's bad. But my thing is, though, is that I think what I like about the original was Boyd Crowder quite a bit more than Raylan Givens. So it's going to be kind of quite different, in my opinion, far as that. Right. Because I feel like they both almost equally shared the lead role. Timothy Oliphant was slightly more, but Boyd Crowder was a very close to being elite, the main character. It's just like in pro wrestling, every babyface needs a heel. Well, I reserve judgment because I haven't even seen a trailer, so they haven't done anything to make me go ugh yet. So the trailer it. is fine. I, I'm not. It doesn't like give anything too much away, like it, it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I but do just kind of wish they'd left it be. Yeah. I'm worried about it strictly because I've heard, and this is, I don't know because I haven't watched it myself, that the continuation of Dexter I've heard isn't that great. Oh, it cannot. Is that out already? Yes. That's been out. Can't be worse than the way they ended it the first time. By yeah, God. The, that was terrible. That's one of the worst endings to a great show in the history of That television. will make people I have I have told like people that were watching it and I was like, wait till the end. And they're seriously angry for weeks. <laughs> it's that bad. Now I do think in our culture we have a problem with uh the final the finality of series. Like Disney is the biggest perpetrator. Just let stuff lie. And they just keep rebooting and keeps dragging stuff up. That's why I think if I was ever president, I would outlaw Marvel for at least 10 years. Here we go. It's just too much. I don't care anymore. They're not Stop. rebooting. Oh. Like, you if you oh. don't care, don't watch. I don't. Bro, Star I Wars is getting to the same Stop point. Stop <laughs> Star Wars is getting that let, way. Let me watch Secret Invasion on Wednesdays on Disney Plus in peace. It's just, ugh. It's just like what I've, I always get. I'm almost like, oh, they're rebooting that. They're going to ruin it. Oh, no. I've been right more often than wrong on reboots. Yeah, but they're not rebooting anything. So you're already fundamentally wrong about saying they're rebooting everything. It's nothing's been it's rebooted. In, it's an adjacent. It's an adjacent show. No, it's new characters all completely. It's a new, it's an adjacent show. Iron Man's dead. Captain's Captain America's for, gone for now. <laughs> for now until all the I, I think you until, need to google what until, reboot means until WandaVision doesn't make them any more money and we're like ah oh, fuck where's Robert Downey Jr. WandaVision get him was on the already phone. was get a on one series was a get, one season get, thing get get uh what's his name Chris uh who plays Captain America Chris what's his name can't remember the actor's name it plays Chris Pratt no, no. Captain America it's Chris Chris something. Hemsworth 
No, no it's, it's the other Chris. Anyway. That's all the Chris's I got. No, one of the hymns. Christian Bale. Still. No. <laughs> Christian Bale. No. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't think of I can't remember his last Chris name. Evans. No. Chris Evans. Chris Evans, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Get Chris Evans on the phone. Get Robert Downey Jr. on the phone. New stuff isn't working out. Well, they're going to make a small role in the finality of this saga because but it's because it's Secret Wars is going to be the, the final movie. And uh, like you're going to people like you are going to annoy the fuck out of me because y'all were going to be like, oh, see, they had to bring them back, even though it was the plan to bring them back in Secret Wars all along because y'all don't have a fun baseline fundamental understanding of what Secret Wars is about. Bro, I got no idea what you guys are talking about. It's bad take, Kyle giving a bad take. Claiming reboots when there ain't been a reboot. I thought he said Marlboro. <laughs> I think we should reboot. I think we should reboot the Marlboro man. I was speaking of Marlboro. Have y'all seen? Apparently they lost some court case. So now if you go to all the convenience stores, they have this big ass sign that says Philip Morris and RJ Reynolds put just enough nicotine in cigarettes to make them addictive. Well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I, mean, I mean who didn't know this already seriously though yeah. like that's like the the it's the equivalent of when people are just like you have those warning labels on the sleeves for coffee and it says warning this product is hot yeah like yeah no shit <laughs> it's like when you read warning labels on a car and it's like they had to put that there because some dumbass thought that was okay to chew on right it, 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 the, I saw in the um, at a public restroom at the the pier at the beach one time. It said, "No drinking the toilet water." Yeah, somebody <laughs> did it. Somebody probably drank the toilet water. Get a grip. People. I mean, people do get pretty drunk at the beach. Yeah, but Andy, I, I've never. I don't think we've ever gotten to the point of that. No, I'll just dehydrate and die on the sidewalk. But we're smart. Uh, we're average my mom tells me I'm smart all the time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah I I reserve judgment I'm not gonna I'll watch it I'm not gonna hate it I need something new to watch same because like that I need something new to watch like you said because I'm watching either YouTube videos which I like and mostly podcasts on YouTube or I'm literally just been because there's nothing else on television that I haven't watched a million times. I'm watching the Monday Night Rawls from 1997 because that's how much there isn't like has not been on TV. It's been fun to watch. Like it's nostalgic, but yeah, you're hard. There, up, I need, I need a new show. <laughs> I just re- rewatched the Sopranos in its entirety. It's fantastic. A, show. Sh- a show from the 1990s, early 2000s. Another one that I didn't love the finale. Yeah, I didn't love it. I, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I don't hate it, but like at the same time, no, yeah, there's no answer. It's no, it's not a conclusion. We need to like draft one day the most disappointing TV finales. Oh, was I'm one? actually. Do any TV shows have like endings that were people thought were really good? I can't. Tears was good. Top of my Tears head. was very good. What show? Cheers. Oh, I never saw that. From the eighties. Oh, nope. you should definitely watch Cheers. Was... Cheers was the 
first sitcom that introduced the long-term story arc along with the short-term episode arc. Mm. It's a um, it's a revolutionary sitcom. The Office wasn't bad because they the brought wire. Michael Scott for the last episode. Yeah, The Wire has yeah. a great ending. The Office needed to end about two years earlier, though. Yeah. Yeah. The Wire is very good. It has a very good ending. Um, probably one of the That's best one endings. I haven't seen, actually. Oh, you should, you should watch The Wire. Wasn't bad. I have to check that out. Yeah, it's um, it's Baltimore. It's two cops. Yeah. Drug scene. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, it's Breaking I'm hard Bad for, was good. Yeah, Breaking Bad's ending was good. Breaking Bad was decent, yeah. It wasn't disappointing. Yeah. The Wire is my, like 1A or 1B with Sopranos for my favorite show of all time. So I need to watch The Wire just like I also need to watch Sons of Anarchy. Uh, that's my brother, older brother's favorite show of all time. It is it's, really good. It's very good, yes. Yeah. And I think that he was, I th- if I remember correctly from us talking about it, he liked the ending of that show. Yeah. I think that we was went, an FX show, and FX had good shows when that was out. Yeah, FX we went, still has some of the best shows. Yeah. We went through two ages of great television HBO in the early 2000s was like the pinnacle of on demand, not on demand, but subscription, premium, ba- I guess. Pre- yeah. Yeah, premium based cable. And then there was a revival in the late 2010, late aughts, early 2010s of network television, because for a while there, when the walking dead was good, it was really good. AMC was putting out a yeah. lot. You, of had, shows. you, had, you had, uh, breaking bad, breaking bad, AMC and FX. AFC and FX probably are the two best cable networks for yeah and for um uh, television shows yeah and both of them had two big hitters at one time you had Breaking Bad Walking Dead and then FX had Sons of Anarchy and Justified yeah well, they had uh, and, uh, two and a half minutes same time too didn't they well FX also, did didn't they all I bel- I don't know if it was in syndication there and I don't know if that was originally I think you're right but also Always Sunny in Philadelphia still going that's on right. that's yeah. an FX show. That's yeah. like a that's been going on since Bush forty three was president. Two thousand five, yeah. I think, was the first season. But and that's still funny because I'm currently watching the new season of that. But yeah, they um, also had the league, which is a hilarious comedy. Yeah, the league so. was good. FX, shout out. Yeah, bring it back. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the hell you're doing now. <laughs> the guys I from Sunny. Last time I watched FX. The guys from Sunny say that they sometimes think that the guys at the people at FX forget that they work there because they just like <laughs> they've been they're on like season 16. They just show up, film their episodes and then they go away <laughs> and then they come back the next year, do the same thing again. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched pieces of Always Sunny, but I've never actually sat down and watched it always. Or I think you would find it hilarious. Oh, there's so a few episodes I, I have. Yes. Yeah. It's great because I, I love to quote it, but unfortunately, like only half my friends get the quotes because everybody hasn't watched it. But um, definitely let us know what you, uh, in the link in this description says click here to leave us a voicemail. Let us know what your uh, thoughts are for the Justified series. Uh, Zach Bryan's over under. We said at 31, how many tracks you think it's going to be? What do you expect from this album? And then also got any thoughts on the man, the myth, the legend? The jet setter himself, private jet down in Jamaica, Cody Wolf. It is there as well. Uh, give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Amazon. And click subscribe while you're at it. And check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com, for blog content and merch. And, you know, Rhino, if you're listening, DM us on Twitter and Instagram, at coldcanscountry. We'll, uh, we'll get the information and we'll send you the hat of your choice.
That's right. This episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan, sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. See you next time. Shout out Rhino.